0: Let me tell you about my day so far. Coffee in Paris, surfed the Maldives, took a little nap on Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh yeah, and I got digits from this Polish chicken Rio. And then I jumped back for the final quarter of the NBA Finals, courtside of course, and all that was before lunch. I could go on, but all I'm saying is I'm standing on top of the world. Did you know that a gabagool was a meat? I knew it was. I didn't know what kind of meat it
1: was. I just it's like. It's capicola. Cap-a-gool. Capagool. Capagool. Okay. It's capicola. But it's <laughs> like, not it's pronounced that
0: way. It's gabagool. Gabagool. Well, it depends it was, who you yes. ask. My family didn't pronounce it gabagool in fair. Like that, that I think, was a, that was a creation of the Sopranos,
2: I think. But it was gabagool. Yeah. Is that Italy's tea and crumpets? Is that what that is?
1: <laughs> well, it's also, it's, it's like, it's like Parmigiano-Reggiano versus oh, Parmesan. I see, I see. Like.
0: I see it. My uncle had a a song he used to sing to us when we were kids. He just made it up, and it went, Perjuta gabagola, scungili mozzarella. (laughs) He used to sing that on the loop. (laughs) (laughs) Just because he found the word so funny.
2: That's like me saying, I can speak Japanese. Suzuki, Toyota. Perjuta, gabagola. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. Scongili, Mozzarella. Nagasaki, Hiroshima.
2: <laughs> Look at me go. I can speak Japanese.
0: <laughs> perjuta is his favorite word. <laughs> he just says it all the time. Just perjuta. Oh, my God. No, Italian meats have just become curse words. (laughs) They've just become exclamations. Fucking gabagool. Yeah, you gabagool. You
1: You can't give an Italian a meat that they can't make a sausage. I mean. Ah.
2: That's right. (laughs) Perseverance of the Italian
1: spirit. Lead a horse to water, I guess. (laughs) That's good stuff. You
0: can't make it sausage. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Jumper, Jumper. That's the name of the show or the name of the movie that we're covering on today's program. Nick, this is the final week you get of late 2000s, January, February action movie. You don't want to do I Am Number Four? No. Not Hancock? No. (laughs) These were some suggestions floating around in the group chat today, and I am putting it to rest right here, right now.
2: Jumper is another movie that I, I will always remember as a February release because it's another one of those movies I had to see at my, the time of my birthday. Yeah, right. You know, we, we're doing a bunch of these movies
0: for some reason. Well, not for some reason. This, it's, it's Nick's fault. No, no <laughs> these are the movies that Nick loved and they just all happened to come out in January, February because 13 year old Nick had no taste. Nick and I were really kindred It's spirits. not like he was, you know, seeing the big Oscar bait movies in 2008, and 2009. Not like fucking Atonement was at the top of it's, his watch list. <laughs> no you know <laughs> it was fucking jumper i'm thinking like somewhere my
2: soulmate named nick evangelista is watching this movie with a date that's not working out
0: <laughs> and it's so not working out.
1: i think a lot of this comes down to the fact that in january february you want to go on a date and there's nothing to do but see a movie sure
0: yes yeah.
1: right. yes uh, yes yeah, i'm pretty sure these are all date movies <laughs> pretty sure <laughs>
2: With this cast, the leads, it's is it is it a sexy bunch that people are excited to go and see? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I,
1: I, would so.
2: <laughs> yeah. hey, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Ian is an attractive fellow, I would say.
0: Especially back then.
1: Yeah
2: oh, Hayden.
0: Christ. (laughs) This was a Valentine's Day 2008 release, by the way. This came out Valentine's weekend to the number one spot, by the way. Number one that opening weekend ahead of the Spider Wick (laughs) Chronicles, Step Up Two, Colin the Streets, Fool's Gold, the McConaughey, Kate Hudson rom com, and a movie that definitely exists called Definitely Maybe. That's the name of a movie? Yeah, debuted at number five. Totally exists. I'm thinking about you in middle school going on dates next to these movies. It's Valentine's Day, so you got to go to like a you got to go to the movies for Valentine's Day, but also like you don't want to go see too romantic of a movie. You know what I mean? Like you got to make sure that your intentions <laughs> are not exactly out on front street, you know? So you got to see something that has young sexy people but doesn't have too much sex in it this is Nick's genuine attempt to woo someone
2: you think <laughs> with Jumper yes I do you think he yes, got t- back to the, to his his, uh, his mother's
0: basement it's like I
2: got the perfect popped idea popped in his
0: Fray CD <laughs>
2: oh my god the Fray when well, that popped up to I, get into the mood I jumped out of my skin
1: when I heard the Fray <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe
2: my
0: ears
1: <laughs> like, holy shit my ears started
0: bleeding bro <laughs> the fucking Fray where are we start <laughs> <laughs>
1: I picked the movies more often than not, believe it or not.
2: Really? Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Because I also went on a date to see, uh, I think, Medea Goes to Jail, and I definitely didn't pick that movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let me take a quick tangent here for this one, because this is by far the worst date I've ever been on in my life. All (laughs) right. Awesome.
0: What year was Medea Goes to Jail?
1: That's a great question. 2009. Okay. Oh, there it. we go. Oh, in your sweet spot. There we go. The
0: best year ever. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, when you yeah. were Plainville's most eligible teenager.
1: Here's the thing: two thousand
2: nine is unironically like a good year. Like some of the movies that came out, I would I like a lot of those movies. Every, yeah,
0: maybe just. Doing this era on the podcast has soured me a bit because I'm convinced now this is the worst era of <laughs> filmmaking ever.
2: Had too much,
0: too
1: much of these movies.
0: But no, you're right. Like Inglorious Bastards came out in 2009, and The Hurt Locker, yeah. and Avatar, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's good movies.
1: Yeah. So I went on this date, uh, and then the girl brought her friend uh-huh. to the date, right? Which is already awful. Sure. Uh, About 15 minutes into the movie, or maybe less, she all of a sudden vomits all over my (laughs) shoes (laughs) and then abruptly leaves. And then I am just stuck at Medea Goes to Jail, faced with the choice of, do I stay here with puke on my shoes, or do I just leave the theater early? Do you see if Medea posts bail?
2: Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. wait. She or, did... do
1: you, or do you take off? Wait a second. Your date
2: did not come back?
1: No, the date was over. What?
2: <laughs>
0: well, she just threw up on his shoes. Do you want to continue <laughs> she from just there? ran away. <laughs> I mean, it's not like this is going anywhere pleasant at this point. It gets worse because I can't
1: drive at this age. So I have to call my mom to pick me up, but I don't want my mom to know what happened or ask me any questions. So I sat for two hours outside the theater to kill time
0: before calling my mom. Oh, wow. With vomit on your shoes. Yeah. Just sitting outside the theater. Yeah, it was a horrible date. Oh, my God. I... Was there a second date? No.
2: Now let me ask you a question. How many Medea movies have you seen since?
1: <laughs> zero <laughs> really? In, including that one, zero. I mean, it's now we gotta do. Medea
2: goes to jail and we gotta pinpoint the very spot where oh <laughs> where yeah. the vomit
0: hit Nick. sure. Feet. yeah, <laughs> where was it? You could finally see how it ends. First act, guys. I mean <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Was she sick?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> okay. Was she nervous to go on the date Yeah right was it nerves no, was, it was, was it alcohol consumption I
1: think it was like a stomach bug or uh, something
2: okay. It's like Nick is a very sought after guy And I don't want to fuck this up
1: Right yeah I'm sure anybody ever felt that way
0: <laughs> I heard the jumper date went so poorly For that poor girl She was scarred afterwards <laughs> <laughs> this, guy, this guy's covering
2: every February release There is Jumper features a real life romance though With the the lead actors.
0: And you wouldn't know it from the look of the movie.
2: Hell no, you wouldn't know. I mean, I was stunned on rewatch.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many actual relationships have begun with the fray playing in the background. I don't imagine that the hit rate is that high. I'm sure plenty have started, but none of them have been successful. Sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, the fray always starts it and ends it. You know, um, <laughs> The fray. dude, I was so into the fray. Dude, it- every
2: single song is exactly it's the, the same. same song. It's the same goddamn song.
0: dude that album with over my head on it though dude i fucking wore the shit out of that i bought the cd i like i played the cd in my stereo i fucking loved the fray as like a pussy ass 13 year old
1: i kind of actually have a lot of respect for the bands that are like listen we have one sound that has worked and we're just gonna do that like they understand their place in the greater ecosystem of music
0: does doug lyman understand the phrase place in music though I don't know if the phrase music is like a big aphrodisiac. <laughs> like, I don't think like it, they will stand the test of time with Barry White as some of the sexiest music ever recorded. Do you know some of the behind the scenes
2: stories about Doug Lyman directing some of his actors, particularly with love scenes? Uh, hit me. He is very awkward. He's uh-huh. very, very, very difficult to work with. And particularly when it comes to scenes of just people kissing. He's just, I feel uncomfortable with the idea of my actors kissing. I don't why, know what to tell them.
0: Why are you doing a Woody
2: Allen voice right now? Because that's, that's what Doug Lyman's house sounds like. <laughs> You're becoming a Woody Allen character right now. I'm fine with that. To <laughs> properly articulate fucking Dougie here. There's there's like great stories of him directing uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie on their sex scenes. Yes, And he, th- he thought the best thing to do to kind of make them feel comfortable and spice up... The actual moment was for them to give each other pet names while they were, you know, fooling around. It's like, why don't you call Brad, like, Bunny or something? And Angelina Jolie's like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And he's like, well, that's what my ex-girlfriend would call me (laughs) when we were doing our thing. And for the entirety of the rest of the shoot, Angelina Jolie refused to refer to him as uh, Doug and called him Bunny. I would
1: kill to have angelina jolie call me bunny are you kidding sure (laughs) i would i would murder people (laughs) for that opportunity oh my
0: god yeah can you argue with the success though those are two i i didn't even think about it until now but mr and mrs smith was another real life romance yeah I guess. it's. A, I mean, obviously it did not end so well no. for both parties involved, <laughs> but like Mr. Matchmaker, Doug Lyman is two for two. Are you saying the direction
2: of calling each other bunny, that's what sealed the deal? Must have
0: worked. <laughs> they had like 10 kids together. That, that's the one thing. If he didn't say that, they never would have been together. Brad Pitt left Jennifer Aniston after meeting Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I think so. Think yeah. about the power of Doug Lyman. That's Drew Britt. Power couples, baby. Who leaves Jennifer Aniston? I'm surprised that Hollywood doesn't have, like, special directors that are like, yeah, I just do sex scenes. Well, that is a thing that is starting now. They have these things called intimacy coordinators. Uh, See, Okay. Which are on set now as a response to Me Too. This was one of the things that the guilds negotiated in the wake of Me Too. Well, that's probably a good thing. Every set is required to have these people. And a lot of directors are quite mad at that, you know, because now you have to bring in these people to, like, coach the actors through how to be intimate in these love scenes. And directors will often call them, like, the fun police or whatever. Oh. Uh, Because, you know, back in the day, back in Hollywood – Movie sets were quite randy places.
1: I could see how directors essentially don't want somebody else directing their scene. Because that's kind of what it probably
0: feels like to them. Yes. But at the same time, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, you have like Shelly Duvall on the set of The Shining. And it's like, you don't want that again. You know, you don't want that in the year 2023. So, uh, anywho, Jumper. Yeah, Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson actually... Uh, did they get married or they got engaged or something? I thought they got married. They, they were together for like 10 plus years. And they have a kid together. Yeah. So they were together for quite some time. I don't know if they ever got married.
2: Could have fooled me that they would have gotten together after this because I didn't see a lick of chemistry. There's
0: not an ounce of it. No. <laughs> There's not, no spark whatsoever.
2: Nothing at all. It is the least sexy movie ever made. When he's like trying to rip off her pants. Even then I'm like, this is not correct. <laughs> this is awkward as shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so bad. Um What did you think of the movie, Nico?
1: Jumper. <laughs> Jumper. Have you seen this before? No. <laughs> no. You didn't see this when it came out? No. <laughs> Nico is a big movie. <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't wondering after Star Wars Episode 3, like what's next for Hayden Christensen? Like
0: Um No. No. Actually, no. You know, I was one of those fucking kids that didn't like the prequels and and I rightly thought Hayden Christensen was bad. In those movies, all you fucking nerds now that watch that Obi-Wan show and it's like, oh my God, Hayden Christensen is back as Anakin. It's like, this guy sucked. (laughs) I didn't care about that. This guy was so bad in 2005. He was so terrible.
1: I still like the prequels to a degree. I I have some fondness for them. Sure. Uh, I blame this movie for
0: ruining Hayden Christensen's career. Is there a good way to use Hayden Christensen in your all's opinion?
2: Didn't he get nominated for a Globe when he was like a kid? Um, I think he did.
0: Interesting.
2: I love the opinion that he can be good, potentially. I'm not
0: seeing any Globe nominations, but I am seeing four Razzie nominations.
2: The first time I ever saw him was in Goosebumps.
0: The TV show Goosebumps.
2: Yeah, he was on the the one with Slappy the Dummy. Oh, word. Yeah. That freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And he turns his head all the way around, smiles, and then the shit the episode ends. That's- they used
0: to show those reruns on Cartoon Network all the time. Yeah. The 90s Goosebumps. And it was so creepy. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. was a fun show.
1: He had a minor role in John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. I
0: know. The yeah. kid on the bike. Wow. That's right. To be fair, I have not seen Shattered Glass. Um, the problem, we have the prequels. Uh-huh. It's like, it's
2: hard to make that script good difficult
0: and it's also high expectations so early in a guy's career so high expectations yeah
2: yeah precisely
0: they really called their shot with this kid exactly it's like we've seen you in a couple things and now you are going to be the face of star wars going forward
1: i'm actually convinced that's a curse more than anything because if you look at the new cast of star wars like i think they all expected that their careers were going to be huge and have you seen any of them besides oscar isaac in anything
0: the exact same thing is happening again yeah history is repeating itself and in fairness i mean you can say the same thing about mark hamill who has had a nice animated career voiceover career but
2: he had a fairly healthy career though i think more so than any of the new people
1: mark Hamill's a special case too because he had a facial injury and for many years he didn't want to be in front of a camera for that reason sure
0: I don't know if he ever could have been, like, the romantic lead, though. It might have worked out
1: for the best for
0: him. Sure. In reality. Like, I guess in a perfect world, he would have been Michael J. Fox in the 80s. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know what I mean? And he never ended up becoming that. But I think, like, again, being the fucking star of Star Wars, y- you would expect there to be a, a long tail. Carrie Fisher, even to a certain extent, had a nice career but was not, like, a leading woman. Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. That's his own thing. Yes. Yeah. But but Oscar Isaac, though, funny enough, like in the new movies, he was kind of cast in the image of Harrison Ford as like yeah, the guy that. that was slightly older than the rest of the cast with a fairly well-established career before he got there. He already had done Inside Lewin Davis. He already did Ex Machina, you know, whereas Boyega and Daisy Ridley were just thrown in there with roles that, I mean, whatever you want to say about the performances, the roles were certainly underwritten in some of those movies
2: it's a shame and i mean they've talked pretty openly about it at boyega especially oh yeah boyega does not give a shit he's like yeah i, I regret what they did yeah <laughs> it's, it just it hasn't worked out well daisy ridley i don't know yeah
1: i remember this quote here from daisy ridley where she's basically saying that after the last movie nobody wanted to hire her yep yeah she's like i've been auditioning for all these roles and no callbacks I'm like you were the biggest star for like five years in a row essentially
0: It's so bizarre. It's so weird how Hollywood works that way. Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds are in like 10 movies a year. (laughs) For some reason, they just popped. And for some reason, these Star Wars actors, I don't know if they're getting typecast necessarily. I mean- Star Wars is not the kind of movie where it's like, well, you can only do one thing now. Like yeah, exactly. it's it's pretty broad entertainment. You know what I mean? Star Wars? It's not like And Daisy really was in Murder on the Orient
2: Express. She's pretty good in that. I like her in that enough. Yeah, she's okay in that. So but that's about it. I didn't see hey, Chaos Walking, another Doug Lyman movie, oh, sort of. He strikes again. Yeah. yeah. There we go.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't I don't think like Hayden could ever be properly evaluated throughout his career, I guess. I mean, I have never enjoyed him in anything in fairness. I don't think he's good. I think he's really dull (laughs) as a leading man. I think he's really dull. I think he has no sex appeal. I don't think he can deliver a line with any sort of muster. (laughs) (laughs) He's bad. I don't know. He's good in like two scenes in revenge of the Sith*. He's good in like two scenes when he makes the heel turn at the end and he he, like kills all the kids or whatever. Like that's good shit. (laughs) But that's it. That's the peak of his career, and I've never never even gotten close to that ever again. Because I think he's
2: very compelling physically. I think the best stuff about Revenge of the Sith is when he's not speaking. Yes. There's actually many scenes in Revenge of the Sith where I'm just compelled by the looks he gives. We actually talked about this when we were doing our prequel pod on the other show, and I was just saying, like, man, half the time I'm just fascinated by just— the tragedy that this guy is facing just by his eyes, you know, just what he communicates just by looking out on Coruscant and stuff like that. Um, it's really good stuff. It's just every time he opens his fucking mouth, (laughs) is it his voice? Maybe. Yeah.
1: He's kind of soft spoken in a way.
2: Weirdly. Yeah. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. No, it's just like, no, I, I think about the Padme honeymoon in, in, uh, attack of the clones, which is like an hour of the movie.
1: Yes. The worst thing ever.
0: It's horrible, and it's like, he's with fucking Natalie Portman. He's, like, with the most beautiful woman in the world and also, like, one of the most charismatic actresses in Hollywood. Yeah, but she sucks in that, too. Yeah, she
2: does. That's true.
0: Talk about movies that are,
2: like, designed to fuck with the actors. And Jumper's another movie like that, though. The script's not good. And, you know, it's the same thing with the prequels. It's like, is he just working with really bad material here and he hasn't given enough, you know, room to shine? I do think that's at least
0: part of it. Ewan McGregor's good in them, though.
2: Yeah, but it's Ewan McGregor at... It-
0: well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's Ewan McGregor.
2: He's fucking great. I mean, right. that's Hayden's
0: excuse? I mean, Ewan's great. Yeah, but he's like an
2: up and coming guy who's still kind of learning. Ewan is like cut his teeth on fucking train spotting and stuff like that.
1: Here's the other thing too with with Ewan is you can give him the most boring script in the fucking world and
0: he will be so compelling. He's you're a so superstar. Right. Yeah, you're so right. He's a fucking son. Yeah, he's amazing.
2: I think you you put Timothy Chalamet in the Anakin role in the prequels, and Timothy oh. Chalamet sucks. He saw, Think about that. Wouldn't that be terrible? I don't even want to go there. Yeah, thank. There you, you just go.
0: Gave me fucking nightmares
1: for a <laughs> week,
2: dude. Am I wrong?
0: <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So there. Gonna- I
1: wouldn't be shocked if they took Hayden Christensen's DNA when they created Chalamet in the lab.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit. You think it was the same sperm donor? <laughs> there's a little bit. Of they there. spliced a little Christensen in there. <laughs> Is t- is, is Maybe that's why I hate Chalamet so much. Maybe that's what that is. Yeah, there's just a there's a tinge of Christensen in there. That's what it is.
2: <laughs> I that I guess that's my argument. Timothy Chalamet is Hayden
1: Christensen perfected.
0: <laughs> is that what it is? I think that's right. Yeah. He's the
1: logical extreme of Hayden Christensen.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's after the beta test we finally get to yeah fully evolved Christensen in Chalamet God damn. Oh, yeah, he's not good. He's so bad in this. I mean, Rachel Bilson's also awful. Everybody's awful. Sam Jackson's awful in this. Michael Rooker and Diane Lane are in this for some reason. The problem here is that he's just not being Sam
1: Jackson enough.
2: It's just the same scene with He's him. just
1: so l- l- mellow. He's not being, like, fucking crazy Sam Jackson.
0: Nick, did it, uh... Hold up! Yeah,
1: no, it <laughs> <laughs> didn't hold up. <laughs> I will say this though: nice ninety-minute film.
0: Short. It's weird because I don't think of Doug Liman as like a lazy director, but this movie is. I think Doug Liman is for the most part a pretty good director. He's made some stinkers, I think, in yep. the later years. Sure, sure. But uh, Edge of Tomorrow fucking rips. Born Identity is great. I love... American Made from a couple years ago with Cruz is very good. Swingers is a classic. Go. Fucking go, dude. I heard go is really good. Go
2: rips. I don't really count Swingers. That's more John Favreau's movie to me. Yeah, but I don't but, know. He's, yeah. you know. You know. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I find to I be mean, just kind of whatever, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think he usually ranges from whatever to pretty good. I don't think he's ever made like a classic all-time banger. but No. Um, yeah, no, I think he's like a decent action director.
2: And this has its like like little, little tiny ephemeral moments of, ooh, that was cool, and
0: then it just goes away. But I think you hit the nail on the head with Christensen getting lame material because this thing is written by three of the biggest dipshits <laughs> in the history of, <laughs> of big screen entertainment. <laughs> David S. Goyer. Oh, no. I didn't see that. Writing the original draft of this thing. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Uh, Let me explain the backstory a little bit. This is an adaptation of the 1992 novel Jumper. Um, David S. Goyer wrote the first pass at this thing. Then Lyman brings in Jim Ulls from Fight Club, right? He wrote Fight Club, and I think that's it. (laughs) Did the second rewrite. And then... Your boy Simon Kinberg comes in for the third pass at it. The fucking director of it's X-Men... Uh, what is it? Last Phoenix? What is that thing? Rise of the Phoenix? Dark, dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. There it is. Yeah, the mind behind all the shitty X-Men movies. A, a guy that has yet to develop any sort of style in the 20 million <laughs> X-Men movies he wrote. This <laughs> is like gal gadot
2: personified in screenwriters
0: yeah just three of the biggest (laughs) dipshits just total fucking dipshits goyer who gets so much credit for writing the dark knight even though like everything that's good about the dark knight has nothing to do with him and then for 15 years has just been wreaking havoc on like big blockbuster (laughs) entertainment wrote fucking batman v superman dawn of justice terminator dark fate It's very rare that I do this, but
2: like if I see his name on it, like from it's very rare that a screenwriter turns me off from the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes they can come around. I mean, like James Vanderbilt is a weird one where it's like he's just written some dog shit. But then, like, he'll do a, a Scream 5, and it's pretty good. Yeah. And then, you know, Zodiac. And it's like, what's your deal, bro? Sure. Where it's like, Goyer, I don't know. Like, I don't attribute The Dark Knight to Goyer. No, at all. of course at all. not. And Clearly, he's a
0: dipshit. He's a moron, this guy.
2: We haven't, yeah. even, we haven't even talked about Blade Trinity, which he directed, he
0: did, which is the worst movie ever made. Dude, fucking Goyer and Kinberg meeting like fucking Godzilla and Mechagodzilla, Godzilla, bro. <laughs>
2: Seriously, just like
0: what kind of meeting of the minds are these two? So you didn't like the movie, Nico? No, I thought it was like soulless. I thought it was awful. <laughs> yeah, was, like, you, didn't, you didn't like
1: that it was setting up for a greater universe. <laughs> you weren't excited for that ending. You weren't excited for Jumper Two get th- jumped.
2: Diet diet late and get jumped. <laughs> I had heard rumors that they were going to do a, a sequel that was called Jumpers, by the way, and I know you love that title.
0: Spin the S around and make it a two.
2: Yeah, Jumpers. Um, now that I've seen Push, there are a lot of interesting similarities between the two movies that I found kind of funny. So, mm. so you know, I'm, I'm glad the confusion is at least earned here they are somewhat similar movies i guess
0: yeah equally shit yeah, um that's, both that's feature right. leads with like <laughs> you know the dimension and personality of a piece of tissue paper um you know chemistry that is frankly radioactive radioactive It is radioactive it's It damaging. is run away yeah i mean it's just like it's a Chernobyl level travesty what's going on on screen between these two fucking empty shells of actors jumper oh yeah jumper Nick what's the plot of jumper if you don't mind
1: (laughs) my favorite part about this and doing this right after push is that yet again we start off with a you know I used to be a normal kid but then one day I got my powers and then he just gets his powers there's no explanation as to where they
2: came from do we like this more or less than the opening of the last movie. I personally like it a little bit more because it just cuts out all of that nonsense and i it's nonsense to begin with, so just go with it.
0: I kind of like the score, actually, and the VO is kind of sick, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, this morning I was on the Eiffel Tower and this afternoon I went to the pyramids and then I caught the NBA Finals game.
2: There is a element of this film that is incredibly satisfying, which is like the whole wish fulfillment element,
0: which is fun. Turns out teleportation is pretty fucking sick yes and that might have jumped to the top of my superpower ranking
1: it's the best superpower without question
0: yeah that
2: being said i was recommended a video today of a couple of scenes from the fly and then i reminded myself that i don't want to do teleportation
1: yeah so (laughs) we start out with this teenager he likes this girl because this is relevant to the plot and he uh he gets her a snow globe because she wants to travel one day Bully takes the snow globe, throws it in uh, on the pond that is frozen over in the winter.
0: Now, did you read this as the pond is magical or did you just read this as it's a pond? It's the pond
1: and this is like the catalyst that. that but but even that's all bullshit because his mom at the end tells him that he had his first jump when he was five years old.
0: That's right. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like he would like hit puberty or something.
1: No. No, this was just the catalyst that caused him to realize he had a power. See, even then, like, that's
2: a trite idea, but, like, at least it's something.
1: Yes, I was thinking the same thing. It's kind of cool that there's, like, a traumatic event that triggers it, sure.
0: Yeah, but then they undercut it with the whole he jumped at five thing.
1: Exactly. But they
0: had to set up for the next movie, Nico. There's no fucking subtext in this movie. That's the problem (laughs) with it, ultimately. (laughs) And and not like I need some, like, heady intellectual thing or whatever, but, like, give me something to latch on to. Give me, like, a puberty metaphor— Give me, like, a fascism metaphor with the hunters. What do they call themselves? The paladins. The paladins. What are they, like, a group of Romans? Isn't that what the paladins are?
1: Paladins are in, like, fantasy and mythology. They're basically, like, pure good warriors that vanquish demons and creatures that don't belong.
0: Yep. But there's this implication that these guys are a group of religious fanatics. That believe in like the purity of man and like they don't want these impure people messing yeah. with
2: God's design, right? And they've been around for ages, like centuries and centuries and all these great historical things that you've heard of. Yeah, like those the are Salem
0: at, witch trials, yeah, right? Those
2: are perpetrated by the paladin.
0: You really don't get it, dear. Paladins have been killing jumpers for years. Way back since medieval times. The fanatics, religious nutjobs, Inquisition, witch hunts, that was them. Look, they're smart, they're fast, they're organized. No matter what, they'll kill anyone that gets in their way. Like your family, your friends, that little girlfriend you're traipsing around wrong with you, they're dead, all of them. Get used to it, it's just a matter of time. Which implies that there were actually witches. Yeah, That witches actually existed and that the persecutors well, were correct to do what they did. Right? Well, I don't know.
1: That doesn't imply that witches are real, necessarily. That's a huge...
2: He mentioned the Spanish Inquisition, which I'm like, wait a second. What? Are the, what? <laughs> just throw in historical events at the wall here. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> it just didn't make any sense to me.
0: No, but like all of this shit that could have been... And we'll talk about it a little bit with Diane Lane's character, I suppose, um, when we get to the ending. But yeah, all of this stuff that could have been subtext is just completely skirted in the interest of plot
1: but yeah so falling in the pond to retrieve the thing he almost dies and that triggers his ability to teleport and uh, he realizes oh i can do whatever i want so he just leaves home
0: well he has a dad also played by michael rooker who is like comically evil He's not comically evil. He's not really really evil at all.
2: Well, he's a really bad dad. He's a bad dad, yes, but he's he's just a drunk, you know.
0: You know, I think I
1: remember him being a worse dad than he actually is in this movie. Like, in in reality, he's like, yeah, he's a drunk. He's, like, abusive, but, like, he also loves his son.
0: Well, his son gets thrown into a pond, right? Almost drowns, and he gets home, and he's like, clean this mess up! yeah getting water all over the place yeah you almost died and i don't give a shit it's like the whole town thinks i'm dead dad (laughs) why are you yelling at me right now that's the other fucking hilarious thing about this he just goes into the pond and everyone just assumes he died yeah like the rachel bilson's young character gets home and she's like sobbing with her teddy bear in the bedroom and her mom is like comforting her and it's like oh holy shit she thinks he's dead like why is this not a huge
2: story right now in the town which makes her reaction to finally seeing him all those years later all the more puzzling because it's just like, "Oh my god, hey,
0: <laughs> you? hi, you were gonna leave without saying anything?" Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't see you. No, weren't you just up there staring at me for the past forty-five minutes? Yeah, David.
1: Everybody who sees him all those years later, they're like, oh, David, nice to see you. Good
0: to see you. Oh, you survived <laughs> the fall.
1: <laughs> it's good to- we, we're glad he didn't drown when you were 15 <laughs> and then suddenly
0: disappeared. You <laughs> went under a sheet of ice and never came up. And no one ever saw you all of a he walks into a college <laughs> bar. There go, like, oh, hey. you old so-and-so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy seeing you around these parts David you
2: motherfucker Long time no time <laughs> You son of a bitch
0: <laughs> Last time I saw you You were screaming for your life Underneath that <laughs> sheet of ice How'd that work out for you. <laughs> uh, last oh. time I saw you The town sent thousands of people out On a massive manhunt There was an amber <laughs> alert <laughs> They called off the search because it was hopeless about seven years ago. Oh God. A charity was started in your name, as a matter of fact.
1: Oh, my niece got your scholarship. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the David Scholarship.
0: <laughs> oh, she's unfazed. She's like, hey
1: there, stranger. If, if any of the listeners think we're exaggerating, I guarantee you we are not.
0: No, we're not. Nope. <laughs> no one is nope. surprised by this.
1: So, yeah, so we 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 kind of uh, cut to a few scenes of him growing up and just kind of like, you know, he, he's like, oh, well, if I can teleport, I can rob banks and I can go anywhere in the world. And, you know, he's just living that cool bachelor life, stealing money and just doing whatever he wants. You know what any of us would do if we were 20 and could teleport.
0: Here's my other complaint with this movie. Just talking about the screenwriting here they do like the least imaginative stuff imaginable with the teleportation and the most
1: obvious yeah yeah
0: yeah. The most like obvious. that the first thing i thought it's like he's gonna rob a bank that's the first like yeah. and if i thought of that 10 seconds into hearing the premise of the movie then clearly their brainstorming session was not that long you know what i'm saying
1: well and there's also just the element of like how it's used in the action is incredibly uncreative as well yes there's so much cool things you could do with that idea and they don't even try It's pretty much every action scene is they teleport around until they get shocked and then they can't teleport.
2: I wish they had done more with him being like scared by his
1: power.
0: I was thinking the same thing because the origin story, if this movie even has one, is like 20 seconds long. It's not exactly like You know peter parker in the first spider-man he gets sick the night before he's a little dizzy now the notebook sticking to his fingers that's like 10 minutes of that movie and this one it's just like he learns he can teleport to the library because he does it twice and he's like oh i guess i can teleport out loud just teleport right teleport to the library
1: I was thinking, what if his power was just that he could teleport to the library? <laughs> like, yeah. what if that was a <laughs> Useless power. <laughs> I have a hideout. I know just the place. <laughs> it's the only place. <laughs> Don't worry, I can save you. <laughs> and then he just takes everybody to the library. Well,
2: he does go back to the library, doesn't he, at one point? Yeah, I think the
1: movie ends in the library. Yeah. yeah. See, so it would be a lot nicer if there was, like, you know, a moment where, like, the library was, like, his happy, safe place. It was the last place he remembers seeing his mom or something. Like... You know, they could have done something there.
0: I think that's kind of the implication, but maybe that got lost in the rewrites. Yeah. Because the rules of this teleportation superpower is that you can't go to a place if you can't visualize it. They call them their jumping anchors or something like that. Yeah, he refers to them like, yeah, it's like anchor points or something. Because he talks about, you know, knowing Japan very well. I have several anchor points here. Because he has gone so many times. So, like, he can look at pictures. That's why in his apartment, the walls are covered in postcards. He can look at a picture of a location and then teleport there. And I think the library is meant to be that thing in his head. that His sort of safe space because he's a nerd.
2: I once saw a short film with my grandfather. It was at, like, a festival. And it was about a guy who could teleport, who could, like, rob banks and stuff. And I just remember thinking about this movie and getting frustrated by it, but it ends with the guy teleporting into, like, the bars, like, the bar doors of a bank, like, like halfway, so he impales himself because oh, he yeah. fucked up. right. And I kept thinking, like, you could, like, explore, like, that angle, like, when your jump doesn't go well. Like, yes. like the, the follies of, like, what can happen if you use this improperly. Look at all these other jumpers that teleported into a moving jet or something like that. Like, I don't know, just anything like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and there is, like... <laughs> I think there's a subtle implication here that, like, you you notice whenever he jumps, like, everything around him gets pushed out. Yes. I think that's meant to be, like, a sort of safety bubble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that pushes
0: things away from you as you enter. Well, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, though. Like, sometimes, yes, you're right, a crater will form in the floor of the building and, the you know, the glass will shatter. And other times he just sort of smoothly goes in and out. I don't know if it's because you're suddenly
1: occupying space and pushing the air out or... Oh,
0: maybe, yeah, okay, maybe that's what it is. But here's the one thing common in every single scene. No one gives a shit <laughs> when he appears out of thin air, except for one kid in an airport one time in the movie he's the only one that seems to notice that Hayden Christensen this towering boyishly handsome young man just shows up out of nowhere it was in the
1: second rewrite but not the third rewrite where only children can see it and those who believe
0: oh I see I mean to not acknowledge that at all you know what I mean like to not have like one scene of a spectator calling 911 because they see a mysterious guy appear like for him to not show up in like a in a piece of security footage or something. like. There's none of it. There's no acknowledgement of the outside world. It feels so small, this movie. You're like, 100% yeah. right, yes. For a movie where a guy has lunch at the top of the pyramids in Egypt, it is incredibly small feeling, this yeah. entire thing.
2: Yeah, And even the Coliseum scene. Which they actually shot at the Coliseum, by the oh, way. Oh, I know, and I could tell. It, it's. But it was like, utilize the people. Like, Yeah, I know. I have been to the Coliseum, and it's fucking packed. Right. <laughs> and it's hard to get in. And it's hard to get people out.
0: <laughs> like, I don't... I, you can also tell, like, they were given very strict permissions to, to film. And, like, how many hours they could film. And so... They kind of filmed the most boring sections of the Coliseum when they did film there. There weren't a lot of like aerial shots and a lot of wides. You're right, though.
2: I just I I hate how it all feels like kind of like a stage, even in the scenes where they're clearly shooting on location. Like the fact that nobody's there. There's a lot of times where it's like they're just, you know, they're going about their their day and, you know, traveling Italy. And it's just why do I feel like it's only Hayden Christensen and this thumb of a person, Rachel, whatever her name is? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it would be way more interesting watching like a regular ass FBI agent like trying to put these pieces together and like find this person who can jump.
0: Yeah, there's not even a compelling mystery at the center. Like, cause Sam Jackson, I I guess they show him at first as just a cop or an FBI agent or something, when Hayden Christensen's character is young. Mm. I guess, what is it, ten years later, eight years later, something like that, we fast forward to hayden christensen in his mid-20s and sam jackson has now become a hunter of these jumpers
1: it's also super unclear if like this organization he works with is a government agency or if he's gone rogue right because he just sort of impersonates whatever fucking government agent he needs to to like be in the right place yeah
0: my question is that like was he radicalized by the incident at the bank 10 years ago Did he, like, discover that this was the work of a jumper and then made it his life's work? You know, did he, like, get a pamphlet from a religious fanatical on the streets and all of a sudden decide he's going to hunt jumpers? Which, again, that is an interesting thing you can do if you were interested at all in the subtext of the movie. You know, and we've seen this. This is, as you said, it's a very, like, cliched idea of, like, you know, science fiction movies, the aliens, the supernatural, the mutants... ...are the other, right? They're uh, they're otherized by these, like, bigots, right? And, you know, the X-Men movies are all about that. You know, Kinberg is very familiar with that whole trope, you know? Uh, You can do something with, like, Sam Jackson being this radical... ...and you can talk about either, like, his faith or his extreme views... ...and, like, really play up the hate angle... ...but they don't even go there with it. In fact, they make Hayden Christensen's mom a hunter
2: entirely for sequel stuff though like she's only there to, to service a potential sequel
0: but think about the subtext they're like yeah. okay you left your son at five because you're a religious freak it's interesting at first it is but they don't like they frame don't,
2: her in that way at all like they, they don't do anything with no, that. that but that's what I was gonna say they, they have the potential to do something really interesting with it just because at first it's like it's intriguing like why would you do that but then they don't do anything with it at
0: all because they want to set up the sequel with yeah. like that quippy line at the end of I'm gonna give you a head start So I'm a jumper, you're a paladin. That's right. What now? I'm giving you a head start, son. Because I love you. Which is like saying, I'm a proud boy, you're a member of Antifa get to running, kid. Like, that's... like (laughs) It should be a very loaded idea. The way that the movie sets up this universe, that's an incredibly fraught relationship. But at the end, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's the good guys against the bad, evil organization. And, like, we don't have the teeth to make any sort of statement about anything here.
2: I'm not so so interested in the idea... Like, my problem with this movie on rewatch is, like, do we really need, like, these superheroes being pursued by this evil organization? Maybe I'm just looking for... The Chronicle version of this movie. I was
1: thinking about
0: Chronicle too.
2: I I would just much, much, much prefer to see these characters realizing their power and just dealing with it with their friends or something like that.
0: Again, if you're going to make that movie, go for it. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to make the movie, make it with teeth. I mean, it reminds me of all the Marvel movies now, all the MCU movies. It's like they don't exist in our world. They exist in this parallel world that audiences like to escape to. But it's not even good escapism.
2: It doesn't feel like anything. Like right. I, 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 It's like even it, movies that are pure escapism, I can at least have fun with I always draw the comparison to, to Pacific Rim. I don't learn anything while watching Pacific Rim. <laughs> I just don't. I'm sorry. Like, sure. There might be something in there about environmental who gives a fuck? Right. It's about giant robots fighting giant aliens. That's about teamwork Adam. Oh yeah, thank you. Crazy, <laughs> idiot. Totally. And this movie is about love, Nick.
1: Really at the core of it all. Nah, this movie's about fucking Robin banks.
2: <laughs> That's what it is. What is
0: this movie about? That's the thing. This movie is about nothing. <laughs> it is. It's about nothing. It is the Seinfeld of action movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I-
1: Are we going to ignore the fact that Kristen Stewart was set up to be his sister in the next film? It's an insane thing. <laughs> that Kristen Stewart is in the movie to answer the door.
0: And then look at him and go, I mom. Nick, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did. That too. was like a jump scare. I'm like, whoa, yeah, holy it, shit. It was. <laughs> Dude, I heard fucking Paramore music playing in the background and I was instantly back in 2008. Like I was 12 years old again when I saw Kristen Stewart show and I'm like, oh my God, kill me. Like Hollywood was a mistake. <laughs> Moving picture was a mistake. Uh, we didn't mention at all the
1: fucking, what is he like Irish? Uh, Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell? Yeah, he's, he's the, a Jamie Bell
0: character. Who I would say is doing something, at least, in this movie. Jamie Bell's always fine, in my opinion. I agree with that. He
1: is a paladin hunter, hunter who hunts the hunters. That's right. And he is a jumper, so he is a jumper paladin hunter who hunts the hunters.
2: Did any of you think that, like, it should be very easy for these jumpers to kill each and every one of them?
1: They should never lose. Let's
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you kill, how do you kill these people?
1: I thought about it a little bit, and I guess, like, organization... Is the strength of the paladins,
0: well, they're very good at their job. We should mention the one kryptonite of these jumpers is electricity. If you electrocute them, they're like, Have a gun
2: on you. It doesn't matter if you have like, they're being zapped in a tree. You pull out a gun and you shoot Sam Jackson in the face. Fair point.
1: <laughs> you know what else about the electricity? You got a knife. The <laughs> amount of electricity these people get shocked with yeah would kill a person there's a scene like, where Hayden
0: Christensen <laughs> when he's fighting Jamie Bell towards the end of the movie jumps him to Chechnya <laughs> in the middle of a, in the middle of a war zone yeah in the middle of a war zone and he sends him into what what do you call those things the fucking uh the, uh, the electrical wiring like an
1: electrical tower yeah like, like, like a, a transformer transformer something, yeah
0: yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That, yeah yeah like he is he's crank in this moment like he's becoming crank like that's how much electricity he's shot yeah. with
1: but they didn't kill him because he has to be in the next movie
0: right
2: no but that's the thing my implication is that they don't have super strength there's like super aversion to electricity yeah right they shouldn't be able to like if it stops their superpowers it should kill them as well you can stab them with a knife and they die instantly like right I'm, I'm
0: confused of like the what the power of the power is.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know. So when Sam Jackson is hunting Hayden Christensen, he often shoots him with a stun gun, wraps him up in electrical wiring, um, and then they can't move. They can't do anything.
2: Yeah, here's what I would do. If you're if you're Sam Jackson, you're right in front of me, I would just teleport right behind you and, like, stab you.
0: Right. Yeah, but Sam Jackson's quick on the draw, though. Yeah, but you... What? <laughs> I don't know. It really shouldn't be a fair fight. Exactly. If you can go anywhere at any moment, yeah, it should not be a fair fight.
1: There's no drawback to using their powers, as far as we can tell. There's no
0: negative repercussions.
2: No, that's the other thing. And yeah. It would be so interesting if there were. Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Like, yeah, are you, like, throwing off the rotation of the earth? Are you causing, like, a climate crisis? Like, uh, something like that. You know what I mean? Or
1: even just, like, you know, you cause yourself to age faster or some there shit. There like, yeah, go. Sure. Fine. You know, doing it as a kid, he's robbing banks and having fun, and he doesn't realize his folly until later, right?
0: Yeah, maybe you have a limited number of jumps in your life. If you have a couple more jumps, you're going to die. Like, if you jump too many times in a day, so he has to, like— Your heart just stops. Yeah, you have to preserve (laughs) your jumps or something like that. You have to preserve—yeah, like that.
2: Whatever! Yeah, some kind
0: of ticking clock element here. Yeah, there's nothing. Did anybody
2: find it incredibly frustrating that he would do a jump two inches to the left?
0: Oh yeah, no, right. I just like, just grab the remote. What do you, why movie? Christensen's chasing after Jamie Bell who has like the detonator for a bomb that's in the same location that Sam Jackson and Rachel Bilson are. Mm. Sam Jackson is like holding Rachel Bilson hostage to bait Christensen to come to him. And Jamie Bell's like, ah, listen, she's got to die for the cause at this point. Got to make some tough decisions. We have all of this shady organization in one place. And I thought to myself, like, just take the remote, go to a volcano, throw it in a volcano. Why do you? Why are you running from him for? I don't know. Like, there's no way you can run from him. Again, there's just too many complicated, like, superhero elements. You like for
2: for this to like really be lean and make sense, you kind of got to get rid of the Jamie Bell character. You got to get
1: rid of the bad guys. Here's the thing: he could jump the house, but not even the entire house. Part of the house with him. Right. So he could just jump half of the remote with him, and it breaks instantly. you would think yes yeah i mean you just you just be like "Eh, it's broken now like (laughs) it's (laughs) movie over no
0: i would never jump into the same room
1: i did like the moment where sam jackson is like in his apartment interrogating him and he tries to open the door and he's like you having trouble it's probably been a long time since you used a door it's so fucking hard (laughs) to open a door
0: christensen also does this thing where he leaves his apartment every time like he takes the elevator downstairs passes the doorman at the front desk of his apartment, then walks out of the building, then will go across the planet.
1: Good afternoon, Mr. Jones.
0: How they doing? Down by six at the half. Don't think you'll be needing that umbrella. You never know. So, like, why are you going to the charade of leaving your apartment just to jump in the middle of, you know, Times Square or wherever you, you live? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, is it, is it just to seem normal? He, won't, I guess, the, he I guess he just enjoys the pleasantries of greeting his doorman when he leaves the apartment. I guess you,
2: you have to do it so that people aren't, like, too suspicious. You he gotta, never
0: you, leaves his apartment.
1: Yeah, right? you got to show your—yeah, exactly. Like he What robs- about the bigger issue of just the fact that, like, a guy would never not tell every girl— that he can teleport. (laughs) Oh, I'm telling everybody, right?
0: I'm getting on a podcast and telling people. (laughs) It would be a very poorly kept secret. You're so right. Yeah. But then again, I would never keep any secret that's ever been in a movie ever. You know what I mean? I'd be like,
1: you want to go to fucking Italy tomorrow? I can teleport you there. And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, come on and I'll do it. It is one of the greatest powers
0: you could possibly have. Yeah. It's sick. It it honestly is. Yeah, you're just a travel agent <laughs> for anyone you ever meet.
1: There was one really cool moment where the um, what's his name? Bell, uh,
0: Jamie, Jamie Bell. Bell.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie Bell. He's fighting Samuel Jackson's character. He teleports away, grabs a double decker bus from London, and then teleports back in and like throws the bus at them. <laughs> This is an insane action piece.
0: It's so it was, hard to follow.
1: That was the only like moment in the movie where I was like, oh, they're actually using the power. Cool. Yes. yes.
0: Well, there's this thing where when they teleport, there's a scar left over. There's like a little glitch in the matrix that a person could theoretically step through for like five seconds. And that's how Sam Jackson's crew is able to send a shockwave through one of the scars and they're able to jump through it.
2: They spend they like spray it with smoke at one point to like kind of see it too. Yeah, yeah. That was so like
0: again there there's there's seeds of something. It's not like a nothing idea. Like there's stuff that you can do with it, but it's far from the worst movie we've ever talked about too, by the way.
2: But like I don't know, it's pretty bad. It's not the worst it's, movie pretty, we've ever nothing, ever it's pretty nothing talked about
1: Pretty nothing.
2: Yeah, sure. I agree that it's kinda nothing, but like I don't know.
1: There's some cool concepts in here, and I think that, like, younger me was way more interested in, like, concepts than I was, like, storytelling <laughs> or good movies.
2: <laughs> I, ju- I just keep saying I feel bad for Hayden Christensen.
1: <laughs> His poor career.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, God, because it's like, you know, it's a big action movie by Doug Liman. Hey, that, that could be cool, right? And then it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, Hayden's the type of actor who could pop up, like, 20, 30 years from now and do, like, you know, a fucking—he could, like, find the right role for him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to find out what role that would be. I, I don't know. Don't I don't know. like
2: like This guy struggling with alcoholism, he looks like he could play that. Oh,
0: kill me. Like yeah, an oscar want, Beatty fucking drug addict movie I with Hayden Christensen? I, I, I could see him doing it. What do you want him to play? I want him to play, like, Blackjack at a casino and not be in movies. That's what I want him to play. I see. I want him to play fucking Pac-Man or foosball. That's what I want him to play. All right. Well, then. <laughs> that was snarky. That wasn't nice. <laughs> that was I'm sorry to Hayden. <laughs> he's he's
1: making money still. I'm sure. Oh yeah, through all those royalties, right? I mean, they for his likeness. I,
0: yeah, I'm sure they paid him handsomely for Obi Wan. Yeah,
1: yeah. The animated show too. I think they used his face pretty much, just cartoon version.
2: He's coming back for Ahsoka. So oh,
1: right.
0: God. I guess I didn't really grasp the power of nostalgia until obi-wan aired and like because i i think i had always heard you know like boomers talk about being nostalgic for hair metal you know what i mean oh, like oh. you know they they were they were nostalgic for for deaf leopard or twisted sister or something and it's like well that's corny 80s rock music but like you lost your virginity to those songs in a pickup truck 30 years ago <laughs> you know what I mean? but like it was always in the abstract to me i had not fully grasped this idea that What once was bad and considered bad in its time would one day be thought of as good simply because it happened 30 years prior. Like, I am old enough now to remember the days where Hayden Christensen's performance was thought of as bad. And I have now lived long enough to the point where everyone's like, Actually, those prequels are a little underrated, and that is my Anakin. That's my Darth Vader. I guess it had it would be kids more our
2: age. Yeah, right. I don't know there was a lot of there's a lot of kids our age that really loved those prequels. I
1: always liked episode 3. I always I still did. like episode 3.
2: But I think a lot of the hatred for the prequels came from people much much older than us, dude.
1: Yes. Because it was ruining their nostalgia.
2: Yes. I think the majority of people who say they hate the prequels are older than us. It's so weird it's like Honestly.
0: McGregor is thought of as like this generation's Obi-Wan. Like sure. he replaced Alec fucking Guinness. I, I, yeah, I think and he that did. that is, that's unthinkable. That would have been unthinkable in the seventies. Well, he also had way more fucking screen time than him. Sure. That's true, but it's still Alec Guinness. Like, it's still like a, an iconic actor in an iconic role. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Nostalgia is a weird thing. Nostalgia is a weird thing where it's like things in their time were th- not thought of as good. You know, like I, I, again, I always, I understand this idea that, you know, oh, we were so young, we didn't know any better. Well, we actually did know better when the prequels came out. And now people, it, its always happens. It happens with everything. There, there's always the the reconsideration that happens inevitably 20 years, 30 years down the road. Sure. It's going to happen with these uh, with the sequels too. It is. Absolutely. You're totally right. Yeah, there's going to be a whole wave of people defending episode nine. It's going to be, yeah, it is. That being said, Jumper's fucking sick. Jumper's a great, great movie. movie. Yeah. Always
1: been great. It's a f- phenomenal <laughs> movie i love it (laughs) just as good as i remembered it i love it it's the best
0: uh better or worse movie with eminem in the title role or in the lead role uh better i agree he turned it down apparently uh someone also died on the production of this movie what yeah a set dresser was fatally struck by frozen debris while dismantling an outdoor set in wintry conditions it's by like icicles i guess. Like an icicle fell on their head and they died. I guess, yeah. Oh,
2: my God. That's
0: insane. David Ritchie was the guy's name. Set dresser, 56 years old, oh. died during production of this movie. Oh, my God. They didn't even give him, like, a rest in peace at the end of the movie. Yeah, dedicated,
1: too. They didn't even give him that. <laughs> they didn't do anything like that.
0: This movie grossed uh, a whopping $80 million domestic on an $85 million budget, but it did make its money back worldwide, $225 million right. worldwide. Yeah, It's not. It's not a flop. Not no. a flop. All right, that's Jumper. We're done with this era now. We are moving to a new era entirely, Nick. So we'll be back next week with some sort of content. That's
1: right. Should we tease July?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's tease
1: July because we got plans for July. We We do. do. We got a bit. Uh, I know you're all like, oh, it's just June. June just started. Oh, we do owe owe the audience a Breen, by the way.
2: Oh, is is there a
1: new Breen? I I
2: thought we were done with Breen. How have we not finished Breen?
0: There there is that Breen like five hour masterclass. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) Why don't we
2: just say you guys, Nico takes the first hour, Nick takes the second hour out of context. Yeah, can we maybe break it up? I'll do the third hour out of context and then.
1: (laughs) Or what if we watch his masterclass and then using the skills he taught us, we make a movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Uh, Cade (laughs) the Tortured Crossing. Oh this new film, the sequel to Twisted Pair. Jesus. Is out this year. He's going into sequels now. Um I don't know if you can buy it yet or if it's just like playing the festival circuit. I'm not yeah, really it's probably, sure. It's probably going around festivals so right now. Wouldn't it be funny if it played at TIFF? <laughs> oh, we have to go see it.
2: Hell's in a crowd. Oh my god. What if, what if god. we
0: like what if we skipped like <laughs> the, the Martin Scorsese movie to see fucking Cade the Tortured Cross. Wouldn't we be
1: re- <laughs> we be required to?
0: We'd <laughs> have to. What if they were playing at the same time? Oh, what no. if it was Killers of the Flower Moon or Breen? We owe it to the podcast guys.
1: What if it's Dune
0: or Breen? What do we do? Oh good, we'd lord. have to go.
1: Good lord!
0: I mean, we're never going to get a chance to see a Breen movie in a theater again. That's true. He would probably Jeez. be there too. I would
1: imagine. But July, July, yes, July. <laughs> It's going to be Jalai. Jalai. Yes. Jalai. Jalo. Jalo films.
0: films. Jalo July. Yeah. Jalo July.
2: Yeah. That'll be fun.
0: "Kata Tortured Crossing won the People's Choice Award at the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival. What? was also an official selection at the Swiss International Film Festival. Hmm. An official selection at the Sci-Fi London Film Festival. Wow. Winner of... Best fantasy feature film at the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival as well. Oh, my God. I don't think you can
2: buy it yet. Is it like, so what, it's his first good movie? Wouldn't that be funny? would <laughs> that be hilarious if it's like all of a sudden, it's just everything works?
0: <laughs> 9.1 on IMDb. <laughs> You're fucking joking? <laughs> Hell, yeah. Here's the thing about Breen, though. Like, he makes just, like, a new website for each movie, and... They're in like 04 fucking like website format. My favorite part is that like
1: nobody knows the name of his movies; they know him. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, right. So like, it'd be nice if you could just consolidate it. Should I offer to build him a website for free? Yeah, of course I do it for free. Are you kidding me? I
2: think it'd be a little <laughs> off brand for him. So like
0: he he's like releasing all the festivals that this thing is playing at, but he put a video, a seven minute video, where he just. Says the names of the festivals rather than giving you a list. (laughs) Be nice if I could just see a list. Now I have to watch a seven and a half minute update on YouTube. I swear to
1: God, this guy goes out of his way. He's either actually insane. or he goes out of his way to, like, make things as inconvenient as possible.
0: <laughs> it's just him in front of a he's fucking the only- <laughs> plant.
1: I know I could put my videos on the internet, but instead you have to buy them through
0: PayPal on my website. Dude, he's making custom email addresses for his movies now, and God, he still uses AOL. Oh my God,
2: what's the matter with this guy? Like, Dude. it's one thing
0: if you had an AOL and you want to keep using it. Cause you don't know how to forward forward fucking mail or whatever. (laughs) He like knows how to do things a particular
1: way. And that's, and he's not interested in learning. Cade
0: underscore crossing at AOL.com is the new email address. That's hilarious. There's a new Facebook page and a new Twitter account for the movie. Good God. Maybe we'll watch the master class. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have a lot to learn still. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't quite, I'm but a budding cinephile, you know.
2: Didn't quite get enough when you were listening to the uh, uh, the genius writing of um, Aaron Sorkin. You really got to dig into right. Mr. Neil
0: Brain. Yeah, yeah. I did take the Sorkin masterclass. Yeah, I know. I know. Not very helpful. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it really disappointing. Start I think like those masterclasses are a bit of a scam. Yeah.
2: <laughs> did Scorsese do one?
0: Scorsese and Werner did one. I didn't do those. Yeah. I hear the Ron Howard one is great. Yeah. I think didn't Lynch do one too, but like Lynch's was like how to dream. Like it wasn't <laughs> like anything about <laughs> filmmaking. How to dream. Yeah. I think
1: that was like. What would Werner teach you? Oh, just God. like how
2: to
0: look at nature and, say cool things
2: i'm not sure i'm interested in taking a class by those guys i don't know how.
0: no of how, course how not. do you
2: learn from those like you, if they're so their
0: own people how do you no i mean i'd like to observe them do their thing but absolutely i don't want you to communicate how i should do it no yeah 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 because i can't replicate that that's but why I think that's why ron, ron Howard's howard was did. good because it's like i can do what ron howard does <laughs> <laughs> well i can't but theoretically i could learn how to sure, do that yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense um, all right, that's it. Uh, that's a pod. We'll be back next week with something.